0: This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's
1: Michelle Smallman. Presented by Liquid Spirits Beverage Catering Company.
2: Hey, what's up? Welcome into episode 51 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman, and let's bring in my co-host. We have Tommy Freeze Pops here in St. Louis. Tom, hello.
0: Hi, Michelle. How are you?
2: I'm doing well and checking in from Bristol Steve Cerruti, executive producer of The Will Cain Show. Steve, feels weird talking to you down the line after I just spent some time with you over the weekend in Chicago, but how are you?
1: I'm good. What's good? I know. It was, uh, it was a a big couple of days. <laughs> First time I saw Michelle since, I think, my wedding, right, I would imagine?
2: Yeah, and even um, then, I only saw you for a brief time at your wedding. Yeah. I haven't really hung out with you since I left.
1: It was good. A lot of drinking. Um, Too much. You know? It was a uh, maybe an Instagram story picture of some tequila ice pops, so it was, uh, it was an aggressive couple of days. Whoa, I did not see that. How are those? They were actually pretty <laughs> sneaky, great, and dangerous. <laughs> oh
2: so God. let me take you, Freeze Pops, through just the progression of Steve and I's reunion day one. Okay. So I'm uh, super tight with Steve's wife, Maddie, and I was so excited to meet up with them. And of course, see Steve as well. And no, Maddie friends. is way cooler than Saruti. But I just, she yeah. and I had been texting. Fair. I like couldn't wait to see her. So they got in super late, I believe, Wednesday night. So did I. I had gone to dinner with some of my girlfriends from college. And so she had hit me up and said, hey, we're going to go to brunch. Just me and us This day for brunch and then we'll see where the day takes us. So I meet them at public house. And as as soon as I sit down, Saruti and Maddie look at me, they're like, bottomless mimosas, 25 bucks. I'm like, bring it on. Let's go. (laughs) And this place was the most generous bottomless mimosas Mm. situation that I've ever seen in my entire life. It was big wine glasses filled with mimosas, and before yours was even halfway done, they would bring another round. You didn't even have to request it. They would just bring another one.
1: Awesome. Yeah. There was a lot of pressure on I was like, yeah. wow, okay, I guess I'm just going to be like blackout today.
2: Yeah, <laughs> cool. for sure. Welcome to the Midwest, <laughs> <My floor>. buddy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, but it reminded me of when I was on a booze cruise in Mexico. I'd take two sips of my drink, and they'd be like, oh, let's fill it up. And that's how this bar was. So, Steve, what do you think? We had five, six mimosas?
1: I mean, easily. Easily. You know, it was tough because like they would bring a new one, right? And I'd have a little bit left from my other one. So I'd pour the rest of it in like the new one just so I didn't look like a noob. But So (laughs) yeah, I mean, I would say at at least six. I was pretty banged up by the time we left around three or four. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's definitely the drunkest I've ever been drinking champagne.
2: It was a lot. It was a lot. And so then we went down to the river, which is always great. We went to city winery. and it's really hot out this day that we were there. And so it was disgusting, like super gross Midwestern heat. Anyone that's from here or has been here in the summer knows exactly what I'm talking about. It's almost like Miami heat but without the beach breeze. <laughs> so uh, as soon as we get to the place, I go up to the bar and I say, you know, I want a frosé. And they said, well, we only have what's left in the container, of frosé. I go, give me every ounce of frosé that you have. <laughs> so I buy us all uh, uh, literally just cups of frosé. Yes. So we're working with some frosé. I think we get some regular rosé in the mix. Somehow,
1: and yeah, that, that made yeah.
2: Then the next thing I know, we're on kind of a rooftop situation, having alcoholic popsicles, which is where Steve was like, selfie, we're doing it. <laughs> Insta story. I don't
1: remember how we got there. Yeah, I don't either. Just, I don't wow. even remember that
2: decision. You're and
1: browning out midday.
2: It was, it was aggressive. was did, yeah. And then um, I was staying with some friends, dog sitting, and so I went to let the dog out and met them at uh, a Mexican restaurant for dinner. And I walked into the place and I, so I see Steve at the bar and- I We were all, to use Steve's term, pretty banged up at this point. But I look at the bar special and it says, you know, drink special, shot of Mezcal and a margarita. And Steve, noted Mezcal guy. And I was like, Steve, are you going to get this Mezcal special? What, you know, unbelievable opportunity. And he looks at me, he's like, Michelle, I'm really drunk and I will not be drinking any Mezcal. I'm really, really drunk.
1: I mean, I had about three Tecates at that bar oh, that I definitely did not need. And, <laughs> and if I had drank Mezcal, somebody had to put was going to put me in Uber and send me home.
2: We, it was a marathon day. It was so fun. But I woke up the next morning and hated my life. I was like, why did you do that to yourself?
1: Yeah, champagne hangovers aren't great hangovers, if we're being honest. <laughs> No. no, they're the worst no. because there's so much sugar in, and you're just you yeah. messed up. And then yeah, and then I, you know, I drank like a gallon of OJ too. So that's <laughs> sugar. Mixed that with some tequila, ice pops, and mix that with topped it off with some tecate at night. It was
2: right? quite yeah, the good. menu. What's the tecate
0: decision? Is it just because it,
1: it was like a Mexican the cheapest thing on the? I don't know. My friend was like, "Hey, you want one?" I was like, "Sure." And then you know, then like, "You want another one?" Yeah, sure. So I don't know. I just wasn't Keep really thinking. Coming. I don't know.
2: So uh, my favorite part of the whole day and night though is we're we're in Wrigleyville and we're walking past Wrigley and there's all these signs (laughs) lit up. It's the Fourth of July and there's this big lit up sign that says, hold on, I need to pull it up to make sure I get it exactly correct. And I just thought it was so lame. So I pointed out to Steve. So it's this big lit up sign in the middle of Wrigleyville. And it says, Land of the Free, Home of the Cubs. And Saruti, drunk Saruti, just looks at the sign and he goes, wow, that sucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, in my defense, it did suck. Like, it's like, be wow. better than that. But
2: I just, I was like, my God, I miss you so much. These are the things I would do yeah. every day. It was the most Saruti <laughs> yeah. moment of all time. Land of the Free, yeah. Home of the Cubs. Wow, that sucks. <laughs>
1: I mean, it did suck. Like, think about it. Like, why? you couldn't have figured out anything better than that. I don't know. that sounds like kinda, a first,
0: a first take, uh, you know, thing that they'd have on oh, the
2: screen. You know? yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, like, fourth right, of Kauai. That's what we're doing here? Yeah, 100%. that's the best we can do. All right, yeah. cool, cool. A cool. lot of fourth of Kauai. I'll show myself out. <laughs> so just to progress, the next day, then Steve got to go to a brewery, continue to drink and eat pretzels, carb up. I had to go to the burbs, and well, I got Ugh. to go to the burbs and see all my girlfriends and their kids. But had to go. And let me tell you, being hungover and being around children, I have mad empathy for my friends now. Nightmare. It was, it was amazing to see my friends' kids. I, I hate that I live so far away from them and that I only get to see them in a couple months' births because – As kids do, they grow rapidly, and so they're adorable, and I love spending time with them. But man, they are a lot of work. And being hungover, and I didn't have to do anything but play with them. I'm thinking to myself, no wonder my friends are like two glasses of wine max. I cannot (laughs) be hungover because my kid will be up at five a.m. demanding breakfast. Now I get it. I get it.
1: I I don't think I'd be able to handle that. I mean, children. I mean, I don't even. I'm not even able to handle myself hungover, let alone like kids running around screaming, and then you have to like have a smile on your face the whole time. Ugh.
0: Yeah, the summer that I spent as a camp counselor with five to seven year olds, co- uh, coaching them f- in Sprouts basketball, was horrible. Horrible. Coach Carol. It did, no, they called me Mr. Tom.
2: And Mr. Tom. And oh, uh, sprouts.
0: sprouts basketball. That was pre-Freeze pops. Um, because I would, you know, it was. I was in college, so I would get drunk a lot on weeknights with my friends, and because I was a man. And those those mornings with those kids, man, I love them to death. But holy shit. That was a lot. So, yeah, shouts to your friends for functioning through that.
2: Yeah, it just made me have mad respect for (laughs) all my friends out there who are parents. You're working with a lot, let's be honest. So then the next day, this is going to bring us to the eventual topic. I meet up with Steve and Maddie again. We hang out. Then we eventually go back to their friend's apartment to hang out for a little bit. And I was interested to see that all the guys were drinking White Claws, which is something that some of some of my girlfriends drink, but I had never seen dudes drink them before. <laughs> Love White Claws.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, my buddy Mike, whose place it was, um, you know, with his girlfriend Jess, it, you know, he's a big White Claw guy and he's, <laughs> I've known about this for a while and he always talks about, it. I see it on Instagram, like he's always drinking White Claws and I don't really do that. I don't even really like Seltzer to begin with. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm here. Like he's into it. Like he's got a billion White Claws. Like <laughs> I'll just, I'll just try it out. And you know, they're pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. They're like not bad. I just feel like I didn't really get drunk off of them that well. Like I had to drink like a hundred, and I didn't, you know, I didn't even drink that much. But like, because I was just dying from the day before. But I think we're are we just okay? Because you know, it wasn't just us. Like there were dudes everywhere. I just saw drinking White Claws. White Claws. What any Spike Seltzer brand really that you want. And I was like, you know what? Back in the day. You know, I remember ten years ago in college. Because what's the what's a what, what's like a white claw the equivalent of today? It's basically like a Smirnoff or a Zima, right? I was talking about this with Will actually, and and where he, he's like, people are just like accepting of guys <laughs> drinking that nowadays. Like back in the day, if you saw one of your friends drinking a Smirnoff ice, like I don't think you'd talk to that. Person or like a now.
2: Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like, just,
1: yeah, exactly. Like you don't. That guy was excommunicated from the friend group. Really, I, and now. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, yeah, dude, white claws for dudes. Let's go. <laughs> so I'm just and I'm not judging. I'm just I'm just so interested to in know like what what the change was. And, and if you guys think it is acceptable for dudes to just drink white claws.
2: Well, I will say this before we get into the conversation. I saw Kyle Long tweeted over the weekend uh, a very glamorous photo of a white claw with mountains in Colorado in the background. And I thought. It was the same day I believe that you guys were drinking white claws. And I thought, man, is this just what dudes are doing now? If Kyle Long drinking <laughs> white claws? If offensive linemen yeah. are drinking white claws, this is just where we're at?
1: I'm confused by it, but I'm okay. I'm embracing I don't know if I would I don't know if I'm gonna go back home and now like, oh I'm gonna be a white claw guy now. But I wasn't mad about it when I was in Chicago. It was okay, you know?
0: I think it goes along with this thing that we that the world has kind of embraced here where you know, it's 2019. Do what you love. And if you're going to drink a White Claw, it's refreshing. It's tasty. I don't care about the stigma. Why, why would I deprive myself of something delicious because people think it's, you know, feminine or or not manly? I mean, I I'm, I'm right there with the White Claw movement. I love White Claws. I don't buy them. But if they're like at a party, if someone stocks a fridge and there's beers and, you know, you got your mixed drink stuff and all that stuff and there's White Claws, I'll always grab a White Claw.
1: Every single time, there's definitely like a flavor power ranking too. Like mm-hmm. black cherry, I'll never drink; is disgusting. Sick. Um, I thought grapefruit was the best. I thought probably lime was the second best. And I, I like the lime raspberry is probably the third best. Oh, I like the raspberry <laughs> um, one. Yeah, yeah, raspberry is probably third. Right, that was third for me. I, the only one I won't drink is black cherry. Black cherry's terrible. I love black cherry. Um, uh, okay, well we can put we could split a, a variety pack then. Let's there you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're good. We're good.
1: Like are dudes in college now like playing beer pong with white cl- with white claws? Like I don't know. So like, that, that would that a bum thing me out. too. Like how far is this gone?
0: No, you need to you need to play beer pong with shitty beer or else you well, should right. beer
1: pong. Well like is think it... about playing beer pong with like with white white claws because like it's probably like pretty easy to do, right? And it's you know, you could drink it fast. It's like it's probably better than drinking like some crappy Keystone light, to be honest with you.
0: I don't know, but that's part of the game, right? That you have to play beer pong with shitty beer. Like it, it, it's a part Maybe. of the whole experience. I mean, when when the ball's bouncing around on the floor and you're picking it up and there's like lint on it and stuff and you have to clean it in that nasty water cup and then you're throwing it in the beers and you have to drink the beer with the kind of the gross you know all those res- like it, you want to kind of have that nasty crappy beer yeah. with all those germs anyways, right? Cuz if you're drinking it with yeah, seltzer, a seltzer you're hair. you're going to see everything.
1: If you had a hair in there, like the white claw is not going to hide that. Ew! <laughs> Unfortunately, oh my God. If you got some Gagging. some floor fuzz. Like the beer, like your Keystone Light would just be like, oh, I can't really, I don't know, can't really see it. So it's probably clean. I would imagine like that would slowly turn brown as you continue playing oh. beer pong with white with with white claws. So yeah, maybe that's a good call.
2: But when we talk about the proliferation of white claw throughout the male community, I can totally see frat bros having a case of claw i mean think about it they're wearing fanny packs their tank tops yeah. i totally see them saying hey this is a summer staple i'm bringing some claws plus not only do they like it and it's probably delicious you know girls are all about it
0: right so it's easier to yeah. share
1: and they say they're drinking it ironically but they're really not like they really just want it. they just really want it and i get it
2: so i just googled this data from the internet white claw is in the top 25 brands among malt beverages and beers, and sales have surpassed all craft beer brands except for Blue Moon. Whoa! <laughs> so, Steve, wow, you wow, need to you, get White you... Claw as
1: sponsor of the pod here.
2: White Claw <laughs> sponsor us, but seriously, Steve, you nailed this. This is a trend.
1: I mean, that's I just, insane. Yeah. It was my first like soiree into it, and I'm not mad about it. I wasn't. Mad. I just, I just kept thinking to myself, like, wow, like 20 year old me would be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> freaking freaking spike seltzers in public, weird. Yeah, I, now I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's cool.
2: But see, if you drink a Frosé.
1: yeah, that's different though.
2: Is that's it? Different.
1: It is different. It is because that's that's like you know I don't know. I do that Frozen ironically rose. even though I do like it. <laughs> You know, know what Michelle, mean You know that I'm very comfortable with who, with with my. I don't, I don't care Steve, whatever. I'll drink whatever I like. You're a
2: huge rosé guy,
1: and you're right. I love rosé. I don't really like wine. I'm a, I'm a bad Italian, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, I'll get down with a good rosé. I have no problem with that whatsoever.
2: I just thought that you would be a lit. Li- every guy we were with too was so down with the rosé. I just thought mm-hmm. that would have more of a stigma. A rosé, fr- rosé is flour like basically
1: it. like an alcoholic again, like an alcoholic ice pop. Like it's not even like a real drink. It's like fake, like. You, you When you crack open a White Claw, like that's a statement for a guy. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just is a statement, and now it's more and more acceptable. And honestly, as Tom said, it's 2019. Figure it out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Get I, I mean, going back to what you were saying, Sarity, you know, back in college, when if someone would try and drink a White Claw, I remember a specific party I was at. A dude was drinking Mike's Hard Lemonade, and yeah. I was kind of being a dick to him. I was definitely being a dick to him. I went up, <laughs> and I, I picked up one of the Mike's Hard Lemonades out of his 12-pack and i announced to the room hey everyone i'm going to start to sober up here so i can drive home <laughs> and i chugged the mike's hard lemonade <laughs> and the guy was so mortified he was like a quiet dude i look back on it i kind of feel bad about it you
2: guys are bullies but,
0: but yeah the, the whole stigma has been lifted i don't know like what year like when was the delineation of when that when that happened
1: like was it there semi, fast. was there you a seminal
0: moment you know what I think when it is? this changed
2: i truly think that when everyone was getting iced Smirnoff ice became a novelty thing. Remember, you were icing your friends, oh, and yeah. filming mm-hmm. it. And still you... ice my friends. Okay, weird. <laughs> I didn't even know people still did that. About
1: it, Tom. Did it, Yep.
2: Yep. I've never been iced, I've never iced anyone, but I remember uh, like every dude I knew Noted. icing someone. Well, I'm not going to do, oh, it. do it. Oh my me. God, I'm not Michelle's going to
0: get iced. I am not
2: going to get iced. <laughs> She's going to walk into in the Chicago. studio
0: at 6.15. There's going to be an <laughs> icing right at her Ooh, spot. Bummer. How do you
2: get ice? I know that you have to hide it and they have to find it, right? You just present it to them?
1: You have to like, yeah, like walk it. like in a box or something. Yeah. yeah. You have to or
2: like, walk hey, into it. like, hey, check this
1: out. And then like, around the corner, it's just like an, it's a off ice on the ground. And then
2: oh, you get on oh a knee go. and you chug it, right? Yeah.
1: That's what happened to me. My sister iced me on the streets of Rome once. True story.
2: Stop it. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, and it was just like she had it on, it was like around the corner where she's like, Hey, like, come check this out, like, blah, 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 I walk around and she's like, look down here, boom, ice. So I'm sitting there <laughs> one knee drinking a smeared ice on the streets of Rome, looking like this loser American tourist.
2: Shout out to your sister. That's incredible. Yeah.
1: Yep, we
0: we hazed one of our freshmen on the volleyball team one year. We iced him seven times in one night.
1: Volleyball hazing probably gets really intense. <laughs> it huh? gets
0: super weird, yeah.
2: Yeah, I can see that. Volleyball hazing. Let's expand on this. <laughs> yeah. Are you uh, is cuz you played football, yep. so you've probably been hazed for football too. Oh
0: yeah, that was that was way worse. <laughs>
2: I was just going to say, is volleyball hazing more, we're going to make it kind of kitschy and fun, or is it, since we are not football, we're going to (laughs) really ramp this up?
0: No, yeah, volleyball hazing was very lighthearted and just getting everyone really, really drunk. Like, there was one time where we had, I think it was five freshmen came over, and we said, all right, there's 100 beers on that table, you guys have to finish those in an hour. Like, just, like, stupid shit like that. Five. They got it done. Um, you know, it was just, we, we would just get them all beers really, in an hour? really drunk. Yeah, they did it. I mean, they, that's there was dangerous. a lot, the people were throwing up <laughs> for sure. Um, Sounds awesome. But, <laughs>
1: no. Wait, you so made dumb. 20 beers in an hour? It was five dudes. Yep.
0: Yeah. Well, th- no, so they didn't have to each drink 20 so they could, they could like share it. So some dudes drank actually a little more. Um, I don't think that's possible. Oh, it definitely is.
2: One dude, wait, so I'm confused.
0: In one dude hour. had to
2: drink 20 beers in one hour.
0: If you did, some if you drank did more.
1: T- yes, a you'd lot of chugging.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'd, I would, I'd be dead. <laughs> I'm gonna
1: call BS on this. Yeah, don't believe I don't, it like, for one second. Listen, Natty you can tweet at me if maybe if that's real. I don't. Th- I'm not sure you could. in an hour. Yeah, that is insane. You would you get alcohol poisoning.
0: I'm gonna text because you know what the, the timing <laughs> of this sounds wrong to me now too. You'll, Definitely not an hour. You wouldn't
2: even be able to breathe. You'd be chugging the entire. <laughs> You know what? Duration of the hour.
0: The mo- definitely wasn't an hour. Yeah, you just okay.
2: completely lied.
0: But I will say football hazing, physical. That We did this thing called five-star, uh, freshman five-star day it was. And it was just a day at practice. And a lot of it happened before and after practice. And they just decided, you know, on this day we're going to just lift up the back of your shirt and we're going to give you a five-star right in the back. And that's when you give the, the big hand smack with the five fingers. Mm-hmm. So. That, that also seems that dumb. Fun.
2: Yeah, really stupid. Yeah, why do you guys do this? <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's kind of a rite of passage. Kids are stupid. Hazy
2: is really hazed, dumb. Steve?
1: Guys are just dumb. Let
0: me check what, in on the haze? timing of this 100 beer
1: thing.
2: Yeah, Steve, did you get hazed? I don't, not
1: really. And I, Yeah, I'm trying to think in football, like.
2: I could see you being like, uh. This is stupid. Not participating. Yeah,
1: I, yeah, I would have. I feel like I wouldn't have handled that well. So I don't think I did. I don't really believe I did at all.
2: And you weren't in a frat, either one of you, right? No, of course
1: not. no, no, what no. I?
2: So I was it? in a sorority, and we, instead of getting hazed, got presents every week from our pledge mobs. <laughs> wow,
1: well, that's dumb. That's 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 even worse.
2: But then they did haze us kind of surprisingly once, and it was really just. I mean, I'm not supposed to ever share this stuff, you know, per sorority rules, but I will tell you one story. So there's one story. We come back and I can tell you some frat stories I know because the frat dudes, man, did they have it bad.
0: Oh, they told you some stuff, huh?
2: Oh, yeah. One guy was hiding out in my dorm room because he didn't want to get like they would capture you and bring you back to the frat house and lock you in there. And you would get hazed. It was awful. <laughs> he literally was hiding out in my dorm room and then got caught outside my dorm. And they captured him old school style, threw him in a van, drove him to the pledge house. And then you had to stay there like five days or something. It was hell week. Yeah, they did all sorts of crazy stuff. Oops. I think they got beat up, yelled at. I think some, I don't know which frat, but somebody had to do Edward Forty hands where they duct tape like, Do you do friends oh, no. that badly
1: to do that? Like, I don't, I don't understand rats. I don't. I'm sorry.
2: Yeah, now as an adult, I think it's all really stupid. But back when you're in college, you're like, oh, this is a college experience. This is what we're supposed to do. At Illinois, It had a, they had a massive Greek population. Almost everybody was Greek. I think it was one of the biggest Greek presences in the country at the time. And obviously, every house was different in the severity of the hazing. But for sororities, not many of them actually got hazed. It was more like instilling fear in you. Like, we came back for... um I forget exactly what it's called, work week, like a week before class opens, all the fraternities and sororities come back because they have to get ready for rush Uh because you rush really early at Illinois. And one of the things they did to us, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this on this podcast. Whoa. Uh Um, Yeah. You're not not supposed to be able to tell like your secret handshake, all that stuff. Uh, Yeah. Only the tens of thousands of people who (laughs) listen to this will know. But I mean, like whatever, who cares? All of the older girls brought the sophomores back and- started screaming at us, saying that we had done something wrong. I won't reveal what was said, but that we lost our social calendar for the year. And everyone was like, no, because <laughs> your social calendar is life. And girls were crying and they were screaming at us. and it was this whole thing. And then they were like, surprise, kidding. There's a party in the basement. It was like this huh. weird thing that happened in the basement that I cannot reveal what happened. Ooh. But it was a weird thing in the basement. <laughs> but that was fun. So it was more just like... They didn't really haze us, but they at some point had to scare us and it worked. I was startled. Terrified.
0: Update on the hundred beers thing. It was not a hundred. It was ninety beers. It was three thirties. And they needed to finish before we left. So they came over for a pregame and they just had to finish before they left.
2: So that could have been that hours wrong. long. Yeah.
0: I mean it was all they, they did it in a very condensed period of time, but yeah, it wasn't an hour. I had that wrong. Ninety beers, condensed yeah, like period. Like I remember of
1: time. we always tell my one of my friend like one of my friends was like, "Oh yeah, my 21st birthday like I did 21 shots in an hour." No, and you'd I'm be like, dead. "Dude, you would be a you I wouldn't be talking <laughs> to you." That's right stupid. He's like, "No, trust me, it was fine. I just puked afterwards." I was like, "That's not you. No. <laughs> like no. You did not do that." Just trust Stopped me. Stop saying that.
0: What's the most amount of shots you've ever done in one night if you had to put a number?
1: <sighs> I don't see I don't know. I guess oh, I'd have to think about this cuz I was never Whoa. like a strictly shots guy, so there were definitely more involved and then shots afterwards. So, my number wouldn't be that high.
0: I think if if I was really being honest with myself, ten. But it's like, a, but it would be like a long, long period of time. We're not talking. What are you talking,
1: like, tequila? P- probably Vodka. a mix.
0: Jäger bombs. I, yeah, something like that. You know, Jäger bombs don't. Count. Jameson. Yeah, Jäger really,
2: bombs they really absolutely count. count. Uh, don't I don't
1: know because you get the Red Bull in there. Yeah, they don't count. That's like a mixed drink.
2: <laughs> it's a shot. What are you talking about?
1: <laughs> it's it's basically a drink.
2: You shot. throw it back like a shot. You Jager's don't sip gross. on it. Mm-hmm. Mm. If you sip on a Jager Bomb, you're a serial killer. That's how I <laughs> drank
1: Jaeger was in high school. I don't, I don't even know. What the cool. I don't,
2: so there was this bar that was across the street from my sorority house called Cam's. Shout out to Cam's. They're actually knocking it down and redoing it. Because when you walked in there, the smell was so bad. And I can't even smell Jager Bombs now. It makes me physically ill. <laughs> oh I, I gag God. smelling Jager. Still to this it, day, is,
1: anyone drinks that. I have no I idea. I
2: don't know either. But I mean, God, when we were in college, I, I had one- yeah, your mom was like, mm, never again. Good enough for me. Mm. But people would take like Rumpelman shots, like Rumpleys. Oh, Let's yeah, yeah. Go. We'd be like, what's up? Rack up the Rumpleys. Let's do it. Uh, some people did Goldschlager. What are some of the other ones? We
0: did a lot of Karkoff. Uh, what? Yeah. Car- what is that? Just a $9 handle of vodka. It was disgusting. Okay, also- so now, I was now you're, like you're not up, talking about honestly.
2: shots. You're just talking about vodka you bought? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just, it was well, we, you j- take shots of it.
2: A straight vodka.
0: Yeah. It was disgusting. Mr. Oh Boston, too. A lot of that. What that was is like that? $10 to $12 handle. Same thing.
2: Vodka? Yeah. And you would just rip shots of straight vodka. Uh, yeah, we, we
0: were broke in college. Oh, my I mean, God. You, you would chase it, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, it was that was disgusting. Dubra
1: for us. <laughs> Dubra and Majorsky. Oh, uh,
0: I had Dubra in Connecticut,
1: yeah.
2: Are the, yeah is this Dubra's also vodka?
1: It's a it's like a cheap plastic handle of vodka that was like anywhere from like. <laughs> and it was called know, Dubra? To, yeah. Yeah, Dubra. Connecticut staple. It's,
2: ours was yes. called, we had Pop Off and we had Crystal Palace.
1: Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. Shouts out to the uh, <laughs> Eagles. That's a that's an English soccer club in London.
2: Called Crystal Palace? Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a strip club.
0: I was just going to say, it sounds like a porn company. So,
2: you would know. <laughs> oh, we're deviating. So, Steve, do you have any other stories or observations from Chicago before we wrap up Chicago?
1: Yeah, pretty much just okay. So this is another drinking deal, but all right. So Michelle, you're gonna have to help me with the name of this because I forget what it is. Okay. Uh, but it's it's that built. What's that building we went to? We went to the top floor. It was like the 96th floor. Oh, the Hancock you know, you could Building. See the whole city. Yeah, like it's like fake fancy, but it was nice. It was cool, and you can like have a cool, vi- you know, you know, visual of the city, especially at night. Great view. Um,
2: sixteen dollar yeah, so drinks. Yeah, it's, it, you're paying for you're paying Tourist for the trap.
1: view. You're you're clear, exactly 100. percent You're paying for the view, and it is what it is. Um, but it was fun. Whatever, it was fun. The we signature room. Had a good time. Isn't that what it's yes, called? The signature, signature room. room? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yep. Signature room. Been there. So we go up there. There's like six of us or whatever, and you know it's a it's a cocktaily dessert type bar, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you're
2: gonna get like an espresso martini.
1: Okay, exact. One of the girls got an espresso martini. Yeah, which, yeah. Which, by the way, I love espresso. Not an espresso martini guy. I don't mm, know if for some reason. I'm had not a the, vodka guy. Though. You
2: haven't had the right one. I've never had
1: one. You're, maybe you're right. You're probably right. I but know I, you.
2: I, you if you had the right espresso martini, you'd be hooked.
1: I'm also not a martini guy. I'm not a vodka guy. So, this is, anyway, I, my, my, anyway, but that's, that's the kind of drink you order at a place like this. You order, you order a martini, you order uh, like a good whiskey drink, you order a good wine or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what you do. Like, you're sitting down. There's like, there's like an expectation of what you order at something like this. And after dinner cocktail. Yeah, everyone's kind of trying to be, you know, we're not, it's like fake fancy, but everyone's like, oh, yeah, I'll have a nice drink, right? My buddy ordered a frozen margarita. What? No. (laughs) At, yeah, yeah. And, did they have it? Literally, he was like, "Can I get a margarita?" And I was like, "All right, it's a little weird, but you know, you know, do your thing." And he was like, "Can I get it frozen?" And she's like, "Yeah, I guess we could do that." And so, like, they take the blender out at this like nice bar, and they're just blending him this frozen margarita, like he's in Cancun, and it's like all you can drink. And I'm sitting there going, "This can't like this shouldn't be allowed. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to order a frozen margarita at a cocktail bar, right?" Yeah. Am I, am I being too judgy or like, what do we think?
2: No, I can't even believe that they had the tools to make that.
1: <laughs> yeah. If I was the bartender, I'd be like, no, we can't do that. Sorry. Grow up.
0: <laughs> no, see, I don't think that. You should be allowed to order a frozen margarita pretty much at any bar unless it's like well, a like specific You have to be outdoors bar. to drink a yeah. frozen margarita. It's like kind of messed up to do that to a bar. <laughs> like on a busy night, imagine being in a bar being like, hey, can you make a frozen margarita? I mean, margarita? No, listen, it
1: wasn't super busy. I'm not going to sit here and say it was super busy. Like it was all right. But I think it's just more of the principle of the thing. Like how do you, I don't know. And my friend, love him to death. He just, he has some, he has some interesting tastes, I would, I'll say.
2: <laughs> I'm trying to think of something to compare it to. It would be like ordering a pina colada.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or it'd be like drinking a Manhattan on the beach. Like that doesn't that just doesn't fit. Like oh, it doesn't it's yeah. not what you do. That's not the setting where you drink that. Did you ask and, him about this? No, cuz I just was like I don't even want to deal with this. But I did immediately go, I need to talk about this on the pod because like <laughs> I don't know if I didn't know if I was being judgy and I talked about it with, you know, I talked about it after and I was like, yeah, I definitely think that that was kind of an odd thing to do. But then it got me thinking also like what are your go-to drinks at specific places, right? Like when you're at the, when you're at the beach, for example, like what's your go-to like either ordering it from the bar or like bringing it in a cooler to drink at the beach.
2: I'm a big margarita girl. Frozen, frozen
1: margarita, perfect spot or, down or, at the, at the or
2: beach. Or ice, yeah. But I, I love a margarita on the beach. Can't beat it. Or what's it called, the Miami Vice, where it's like half margarita, half pina colada. Yes. Oh, very good. I've Unbelievable. Never had one. Uh, you know, anytime you're in Mexico, they just keep those coming. I'm trying to think what else on the beach. Uh, like when I was in the Hamptons, which is also a beach, a lot of rose. Bragging you know, rose is a great outdoor beach type drink. I'm trying to think of other beaches I've been to. Oh, duh. An Aperol Spritz. Hello. <laughs> if you're in Italy, you got to get a Spritz working.
1: Not a huge fan, but yes. I thought that You texted me about that, right? Yeah. You were like, have you ever heard of that or have had one? I'm like, I've never even heard of that in my life. Well,
2: because the New York Times, I believe, or whomever it was, came out and basically bashed the Aperol Spritz. And I was like... I wanted to write a letter to the editor just saying, how dare you?
0: <laughs> you still should. I that would honestly, be hilarious. months Someone later, <laughs>
2: might. It was this massive debate online about an apparel Spritz, and I'm thinking... I don't really understand how. Like, what is the negative for an aperol <laughs> spritz? It's delicious. If I can see anybody
1: loving a spritz, it's Michelle. Oh, live for <laughs> a, Love a spritz. Good spritz. Live great for spritz a spritz. Uh,
2: the first time I ever had a spritz was when I was living in Italy in college, and the, the piazza next to us, Piazza Bra, they had this great wine bar, and all the Italians would sit outside, and they would be like, "Oh, do a spritz, like two spritz." And so my girlfriends and I were like, "Well, if they're ordering spritz, we need to get a spritz." And so we're like, "Do a spritz," you know? And the guy was like, "Yeah, okay." So he brings out these white wine spritzers, and it was. Literally a life changing moment for me. I was like, "Where have spritzes been all my life? Why have I not been <laughs> drinking a spritz? I need a spritz every day." And it's honestly how I feel.
0: What is a piazza? piazza. It's like oh. a like
2: in a Sorry, in Spain, cultured. you know, a, like a, a plaza, swear, right? like an outdoor oh, okay space. Oh, cool. Do you know? Do you know what I am talking about? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. With like the fountain in the middle. Exactly. Yeah, okay, it's I didn't like, know
2: that was called a piazza. In in Italy, it is, yeah.
1: Very cool, Tom. You strike me as a as like a beer beach guy, which I think that would be my go to too. Like if like if I'm it depends if I'm if I'm on the beach, like literally on the sand, I'm probably not making drinks, right? I'm having beer, exactly. Having like a line and Kugel or something like that, right? Something that's refreshing, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say if
0: if I'm bringing a cooler, I'm filling that thing. Coronas, chopping up some limes ahead of time. Just going Corona and lime the whole time. Uh, Maybe some Land Shark. Um, but, if yeah, if I'm at the bar, I'm going margarita. I actually prefer uh, the regular Marg to the frozen Marg just because I get brain freezes. Pretty bad. I would agree. Like I, I, I love a frozen drink. Um, and I'll, I'll I'm a sucker for them, and I'll order them, but I always regret it because I I drink it too fast because it's so tasty, and then I and then they, I get a
1: brain freeze, and it's they have to be made right too though because sometimes like you know like you drink like they don't if it's too hot like all the liquid will kind of melt, but you'll not be able to like drink any of it out mm. of a straw. Yes, and it's like it becomes like a hassle. I'll say underrated beach drink. Shot. Of, speaking i'm a huge mezcal guy shot of mezcal and like a, any sort of mexican cerveza great combination if you're just sitting you can't really do that on the beach but if you're sitting at a bar that's on the beach that's a great that's a great drink to do or,
0: or you can bring a bottle and then you you drink just to so the bottleneck is gone and then you, you pour a little tequila in with the corona that's mm-hmm. i love
1: yep, that good move. call
2: as a midwestern girl who grew up in the lake sphere not oh. the beach sphere okay i think this is an interesting combo because different like, differentiating bodies of water. You can't really drink a margarita on a boat. You can, Um, but, like, an ocean boat is a margarita situation for me. When I'm on the lake, it's beer. Like, I'm always going to drink a beer if I'm at a lake, right?
1: Yeah. Well, now it's White Claws, obviously.
2: Yeah, now it's a White Claw. (laughs) Absolutely. So, wait. Now let's tie this together. You could drink a White Claw on the beach. You could drink a White Claw in the city. You could drink a White Claw on a farm. You could drink a White Claw at the lake. Is this why they're so popular? It's because it's an anytime, anywhere cocktail? Would you even call if it? Somebody a cocktail got a white a claw beverage? at a
1: cocktail bar. I'd be like, eh. I'd probably treat that the same way I, I, I did with the frozen margarita. I'd be like, that's a little weird.
2: <laughs> but I, I don't know. Can you order a white claw at a bar? Yes. Yeah.
0: I, I, there, there's a bar in Soulard that I, I grabbed a sandwich at the other day, and they had they were advertising they had like white claws for like two or three bucks. Like they, they literally had it on the chalkboard. as like, Did
1: they have white claws on tap? Is that a thing no, now? They oh, in that, that's interesting. Because if not, like we just made our first. Meal.
2: <laughs> <laughs> White Claw sponsor us. We have a brilliant idea. Is I, this our Shark Tank idea?
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I think th- so. feel
0: like White Claw would work better in like one of those like soda guns, though. You know, that would work too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, you never really see like a like a carbonated thing like that because it's close to soda. I don't know if you see soda on
2: tap like that, but
0: I like where your head's at. That's a good call.
1: Well, all right, what's the go-to drink then? at attic actual cocktail bar.
2: Depends on the cocktail bar. De- mm, depends on the time of
1: time. Day. That,
0: that's a that's an answer from someone that loves a good cocktail bar right there. <laughs>
2: That, I
1: mean I'm not surprised by that answer yeah
2: Yeah it depends on
1: <laughs> what am I wearing
2: what Who's am with me am I outside am I inside what's the temperature yeah, yeah. come on 100% for instance you know if it's pre dinner either like a crisp glass of wine I don't I'm know, depends, more
1: post it depends
2: on the season it depends on the season like I'm thinking
1: more post dinner drink like like dessert type drink deal not necessarily a dessert drink but like it's after dinner
2: after dinner, I love an espresso martini. I love a chocolate martini, depending on what the meal is, depending on the temperature. A full-bodied red wine post dinner is always nice. I mean, if you're just going straight up cocktail bar, though, there's so many ways you could go.
1: Most people have a go-to, I would say. I mean, mine it,
0: right now, the it, my current go-to is a vodka seven. That's that's been my go-to because you know you get a little you get a little sprite in there, you get a little vodka, throw some lemon and a lime. It's simple. That that's been my go-to lately at cocktail bars. Mm. Very very simple. I'm not big on the fancy cocktails, you know. Just keep it keep you're it not like simple. You're like a whiskey guy.
1: Well, I'll I'll do a whiskey sour or, or a Jameson and ginger, but like you're a big sweet with that guy. You're you're not like a you're not a Manhattan old-fashioned.
0: Guy. Yeah, no, no. I tried to be, but it just it just wasn't for me. You know, you, you try something out and it doesn't work. You you got to adjust. I definitely tried to be like a whiskey neat guy.
1: I think that's a thing you grow into. Like you just said. You wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm gonna be a whiskey guy today, and then you just start drinking whiskey. That's what happened to me. Literally, I was you like, you know what? I need said, to, like, I need to grow the hell up, and I just started drinking whiskey.
2: Did you hate it when you first started drinking it?
1: You know what's funny? Like, I in college, I was like, you know, I should start drinking scotch, and then I knew nothing about scotch, scotch. and I would buy like the worst scotch, or I would like get scotch at a casino that was free, and I was like, this is the worst thing ever. And then you have no idea what you're even drinking, and you're just like, oh, I hate scotch. Although I don't really drink scotch now, but like once you sort of like like Tom, once you're like 30. Michelle and I will talk to you about this. Yeah. Once you're like 30, you just, I don't know. I feel like you're, you know, you're like, okay, I need to stop. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't really drink stuff with like sodas in it anymore.
2: No, you know? I don't drink soda, mm. period. Yeah, you need I don't, a exactly. Drink. I stopped drinking soda. Mm-mm. Exactly. No. Not
1: even in a mixed drink, unless it's like, unless it's soda water. You yeah. Know? And then, but that's only with vodka and that's only with lime. And it's like, that's like a pretty basic drink. If vodka I'm, soda I'm lime, not classic. Yeah, no. I would yeah. a
0: vodka soda here and there. Um, okay, so maybe I'll grow out of this. But I, I, again, I tried, I tried to do the whiskey neat thing, but yeah, I don't know, maybe I was just too young. I, I, I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready.
1: It'll come. It'll happen. <laughs> give it time. Okay, I'm excited for that day. Do you have a go to whiskey? Not necessarily a go to whiskey. I typically, I'm not a big. You know, everyone loves Woodford Reserve. I'm not a huge Woodford Reserve guy. Other than that, I'm pretty, I'm pretty easy.
0: Yeah. I, I go Jameson if I'm going. If I'm going, uh, no, that's whiskey. a very
1: different style whiskey though. Ooh, no, nah, nah. Mm.
0: not for you.
2: What's that one? That's I'm not Irish. Really mm. hard to get.
1: What's
0: what?
2: What's that whiskey that's really hard to get? Not Mc, not McLaren. What's it called? Blantons, or is that bourbon? Blantons.
1: Um, well, Let me hold on. I'm looking this up. Blantons. I don't think I've never heard of Blantons.
0: Never heard of it either. <laughs> We're a what? bunch of amateurs over here.
2: I wonder. What it's called? My dad ha- got a bottle of it, and he was like, "Oh, this is hard to get."
0: Blanton's whiskey. Is it
2: Macallan? McLaren? Macallan? I don't know. I don't, Does it
0: look like this?
2: I don't drink brown liquor. I don't know. I don't know what it looks like.
0: That was the bottle of it. it was I like don't a know. round type deal.
2: I can ask my dad. It
0: looks fancy. Oh, it's very expensive. Blanton's Maybe It is McLaren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Huh?
2: Macallans or Blanton's. One of those is really hard to find and get. Yeah, there's like a waiting list.
0: Oh well, I'll tweet hop on us. the
2: list. Tweet at us. It's expensive and it's hard to get. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But I feel Sweet like
1: whiskeys that Tom should drink.
2: Yeah, <laughs> help us out because clearly I don't know.
1: I got to step my game up.
2: Yeah, I'm drinking like you know a prosecco elderflower cocktail over here. <laughs> a little Saint.
1: You would be an elderflower. Person. I love
2: Saint Germain. Love a
1: good elderflower.
2: Love a good Saint Germain cocktail. I mean, who does it? Steve, come on, you know you like Saint Germain.
1: Uh, no. I, I mean, I don't think I would drink it really at all.
2: You just drank froze and White Claws. I'm sure you would love St. Germain.
1: I mean, listen, I'm sure I would love it. I just <laughs> haven't had it. <laughs> so I, when I
0: went to that event in Brooklyn that was that open bar thing before the orgy, it was a St. Germain, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that gold bottle. That's, mm-hmm. It was a St. Germain event, so it was all free open bar St. Germain cocktails. Amazing. And the cocktail that I was drinking, which I didn't know was the ingredients of it th- th- until the next day. I don't know every single ingredient in it, but it had Saint Germain and kombucha, and I that drank. Sounds I together? drank. Together? Yeah, and there was some other aspect of it. I, I'm not. I'm not sure there was other stuff going on, but there was. kombucha You're getting in drunk, it.
1: but it's also helps, helping out your bowel system. That's pretty. I
0: I, I drank <laughs> a I drank a lot of them the, the next day, and I think it contributed to why I was feeling so poorly that next day. But yeah, Saint Germain and kombucha and something else going on hmm. in, in, this, in this cocktail. But Saint Germain, it, I liked it. It was good stuff.
2: Yeah, it's tasty. Great. One more Chicago observation from me. So whatever day or night that was that I hung out with Steve and Maddie, I left them. They were going to BYOB. That was the 4th of July.
1: No, no. The the
2: second day. Oh, the second day. When you guys went to go to BYOB Sushi and I went to go meet up with-
1: Saturday. Saturday.
2: Some of my other friends from college. So um, we went to this great pizza place, hung out for a little bit. And then we went to this bar called Bandit. And it was awesome. It was killer music. We were having the best time. And I was like, you know what? I have to use the restroom. So I go to the restroom. I walk in. I had posted this on my Instagram story for anyone that follows me on Instagram. The entire women's bathroom from ceiling to floor, all of the walls, every single inch of it was covered with pictures of Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake and Britney Spears. (laughs) Justin Timberlake and NSYNC. But strictly boy band Justin Timberlake slash early solo career, Justin Timberlake, throwback photos. None none of him, Jessica Biel. None of him now, you know, man of the woods, Justin. We're talking back in his prime, back in the peak. And I loved it, obviously. I was looking around at all of the photos and just reminiscing going, you know, down on my boy band, nostalgia, vortex. And it got me thinking, I'm looking at these pictures of NSYNC and I started thinking about other boy bands. Boy bands are a racket. They really are. There's really only one cute one and one talented one. And then they just kind of throw four other dudes in there and say, yep, hope this works. It's fine. (laughs) There's only ever one star in a boy band. And if you're the star, you're really carrying the rest of the squad. And I and I have no doubt that you end up getting resentment because all these other dudes that clearly aren't as hot as you and clearly aren't as talented as you and clearly are not as good of a dancer as you are making all this cash and getting all these girls and all this attention when you are the one carrying the load.
1: So I'm I'm obviously married. So I was forced to watch the Jonas Brothers documentary.
2: There's a Jonas Brothers documentary.
1: Yeah, I think it's on Netflix. (laughs) I
2: I am not into the Jonas Brothers. I can't believe they're famous. I can't believe they're famous. Um,
1: They don't do it for me. So obviously it's the three brothers, right? And the whole kind of thing was like that two of them were kind of talented, and then the one wasn't really that talented. <laughs> and you're like, God, that's that must suck to be the one guy that's just like he's got like he's he got married early. He was older than them. I forget his name. I don't even know any
2: the, names. The I think oldest I know ones are always like the Joe. worst ones.
1: <laughs> I think I like Joe. Joe's the middle one. Yeah, I think he's the one that married to Sophie Turner. Anyway, um, I think they're all and, hot dudes.
2: <sighs> the Jonas's, yeah.
1: Actually, yeah, that's all. Nah, uh,
2: no, not my
1: type. Agree. I think again, I think Joe is uh, is good looking. Anyway, we've digressed. So he's just like talking about like he's got a family, and they ended up doing this like Jonas Brothers reunion show, right? And didn't even invite him because they're like, you're not even that good. Like we didn't think you <laughs> were into it. Are you serious?
2: And
0: like,
1: yeah. And they were like going through all this beef, and I'm like, that. Not only are you in this band, and like clearly there's like a hierarchy of who's talented and who's not, but you're also brothers. Like God, that must be insane.
2: Yeah, so, but, yeah, that's a bummer. But if you're that one that they're like you're not even that good, he's like I don't really care, I made millions of dollars and now I don't have to come for the tour. He was still really bummed though. Oh, I he mean. was bummed?
1: Yeah, I mean because you know, cuz they're the it's the brothers and they're all left and they left him out. Like he was left out. Isn't there By really the free? way, there's a fourth Jonas brother too, by the way, who is younger, who looks nothing like the other three and is like weirdly tall and lanky and missed the whole craze. So that sucks for him too.
2: <laughs> were you enjoying Basically, the
1: oldest and the youngest got the short end of the stick here.
2: Were you what, uh drinking white claws while you were enjoying the Jonas Brothers documentary? <laughs>
1: I was not. I was. I was pre my. I was pre my soirée into uh, white claws. So Jonas but Brothers
0: then, did a reunion. It's a three brother band, and they had a reunion and didn't invite.
1: It was like one f- concert that they did. So and it they was just, just like two. Basically, of them? didn't invite him. Yeah, and <laughs> they did all the songs. Yeah, that would
0: him. that would suck. That's what I actually
1: I just mean. Yeah, just let him lip sync. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. They didn't even really tell him too. They kind of <laughs> kept it secret. Then he found out. Wait, that's like, so. And shady. then afterwards, they were like Scandal. going through. They were all sitting at a table. It was the first time they saw each other in a while. And he was like, yeah, why didn't you? Like, what happened there? And Joe was like, listen, I'm going to be honest. Like, we didn't really think you were that into it, and we wanted to do it by ourselves. And I was like, I respect the honesty, but ouch. Like, yeah. damn, dude.
2: But then why not tell him ahead of time? Like, if the three of us, like, if Steve and I were just like, yeah, we're going to break off and do our own podcast thing and not invite Tom, we'd have to tell him. We Maybe. Couldn't, we couldn't could just ghost
1: Tom. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't
2: just one day. Sorry you know, drop our pot on the ringer or whatever and not expect Tom to be like, uh, hey, did you guys forget about me?
1: Yeah, it's pretty much what they did, which is a bummer. No, I think you guys would tell me.
0: I think.
2: Mm. (laughs) We'd wait until it was a done deal probably, right? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you have to wait until it's a done deal. I think that's, that's part of the play.
2: But here's the difference. If it was a situation where a company or a manager or a venue was like, hey, this guy's not good. Like, we can't have him be a part of this. Okay, whatever. That's when the conversations happen about like, yeah, maybe he's not that good. Maybe we cut him. Maybe he just gets the axe. He's dead he's weight. The yeah. But they're the ones running the show, <laughs> and they got famous <laughs> with all three, so they were just being really rude to their brother.
0: I just think if it's a five brother band, maybe you can leave one brother out for a reunion. But well, if it's,
1: it's like only the Jackson three, Five, right? Yeah, it's Jackson, Jackson five, five. Really, only one of them. Well. Like you could, I mean, really, only one of them was like a superstar. That's
2: what I'm saying honestly. about every boy band. There's one But I think you're star. wrong,
1: Michelle. I, getting back to that point, I think you're wrong because the original boy band, which was the Beatles, you could argue that <laughs> three, if not four of them, were all pretty damn talented. You know what? Right? This
2: is an incredible counterpoint because you're right. The Beatles all individually, two went solo and had success. But, now,
1: Ringo, you know, I can go either way on Ringo, but definitely but there was George, still, I mean, Paul, but
2: John was still the star.
1: Ooh, that disrespectful kind of
2: the of
0: Paul. too. Yeah.
2: Uh, no, no. Yeah. Later, though. But at the beginning, it was. I mean, and it was Lennon. George's Beatles, a great right? Of course, they all had their individual talents, and now Paul McCartney is obviously. You know, what do they call him, Lord or whatever? I mean, he's, he's
0: probably a knight. Sir
2: Paul McCartney. Yes, sir, Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. Paul McCartney. yeah so they got Lord. <laughs> maybe he is. Who sir knows? Rudy. Sir Rudy. Sir Paul McCartney. But, yeah, okay, so let's remove the Beatles from the equation because I think they're, by the way, they are way more talented than like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, it, are we talking?
2: We're, we can't so even put them in the same conversation. There,
1: yeah, but the, the Beatles were a boy band originally. Uh, I mean, they were, they? A okay. they were 100% a boy band. They were 100% a boy band. I'm talking,
0: Michelle's talking about a specific era. Like,
2: yeah, I'm right, then, like, right, talking like late 90s. So I'm okay.
1: talking Backst- O Town, you're talking Backstreet Boys, <laughs> I'm talking 98 you're talking Degrees, B2K. I'm
2: talking In Sync, yeah. 100%. Like, I'm looking at these photos in this bathroom. Of in sync and I'm like, how did Chris Kirkpatrick get in the band?
1: <laughs> he just knew somebody. That's really it, right? His
2: voice was super high. It wasn't I mean, it's not like it was a bad voice. He just he didn't bring a lot. He didn't bring a lot. You know, you know when people when are naming the road, their favorites, no one's ever like, You know who's my favorite, Chris. Well, you know who's my what favorite I Joy Fatone.
0: Oh uh, love Joe. Joe, well, Joe fatone baby. baby. He's kind of right, like but, he's-
2: but when girls are swooning over NSYNC, no one's going there, being like, "I love Joey Fatone. I can't wait to see." Like, no one is going to see the Backstreet Boys, being like, "You know who I'm here for, AJ." You
1: okay, you don't think like the the ugliest girl in the friend group was like the Chris girl because she knew her place in the you know in the in the pecking order type deal. You don't think that was the thing? Say that again. You don't think like the ugliest girl in a friend group, right? Yeah. Like when they all went to a to a instant concert, like every girl had their person, right? And her, so she was Chris, like that, and she just knew her order in the pecking order, right? No, it so was. She, oh, I'm a Chris person. Say there's
2: know? say there's five girls that go to an they're NSYNC all Justin concert. girls. They're all Justin, or maybe there's a JC worked in there. Well,
0: that's I was gonna JC. I mean, he's a stud.
2: So Chris had no Great fame. voice, but I mean, he's no Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, Chris's mom was his fan, but like other than that, I mean, I honestly growing up. Tons of girlfriends. I've never met one person who's a Chris person. If you are a Chris Kirkpatrick person, hit us up. At <laughs> us.
1: You're de- I get what you're saying about the the one person. No, here's my thing: Who's the one person in Backstreet Boys?
2: Nick Carter, obviously.
1: What about Lance Bass?
2: He's an sync.
1: Well, God damn it! No.
2: <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> Lance Bass and NSYNC. What about Lance Bass? <laughs> 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 wrong boy band
1: oh yeah well Lance Bass love him in NSYNC like yeah I guess you're right he was the most fam- I guess he was the most I don't know he's, he's, yeah, listen shout out
2: to Lance Bass he's he's clearly found a niche for himself in this second wave he's really in with the Bravo crowd you mm. know he just I was at Jackson Brittany's Vanderpump wedding Lance has found his thing but I'm saying when you go to the concert <laughs> or when you buy the album no one is drawing the heart over Lance's head it's all Justin all the time no, that's fair Maybe okay. a J.C. I mean, it's clearly a star and then role players, okay? It's LeBron and then the rest of the Cavs that he drugged to the finals. Like, that's somebody's got to be J.R. Yeah. Smith, right? Somebody's Tristan Thompson. Smith. Oh, my God. And cool. you're just like, my God, can Justin get us to the Super Bowl performance?
1: Okay, yeah, so here we go. O-Town was Ashley Parker Angel. He was the guy, right? I never even knew
2: O-Town, but I will look it up. The <laughs> only
1: reason I know who Ashley Parker Angel is and that he was in O-Town is because he— what what. I saw some play on Broadway that he was in, and I was like, oh, that's O Town. What's up?
2: <laughs> oh, they were on making the band.
1: Oh, so they were one of those fake bands.
2: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I wasn't down with O Town.
0: 98 Degrees, so that's Nick Lachey. Right? Oh, my
2: God. And Nick Lachey was obviously the guy. Yeah. Nick Lachey is LeBron. Yeah. Right? No, the, the, well, the more you're saying
0: this, it's, it's, well, yeah, he's not LeBron. I mean, but the in the, the, in the of 98, 98 Degrees, degrees yeah.
2: he is LeBron.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's a fair
2: Is this my fair. best take ever? Yeah, you know, I... It's a I, pretty I, good take. Thank yeah. you.
0: I was going to come with some stuff here, but clearly I, I thought Lance Bass was in the wrong band, so maybe I'm the wrong guy okay, to talk about this. but who is the... But, Michelle, yeah, I'm with you. You've completely convinced me. Thank you.
2: Justin is LeBron. All
1: right, but who... So the, you're, so the Jonas Brothers are not included in this, right? Because I would say two of the three Jonas Brothers are pretty talented.
2: I don't even know a Jonas Brothers song. That's not, that's not true. No.
1: Uh, I don't know the so name of the of Too it, cool but for School person right
2: now. I'm the too cool for the Jonas Brothers person. I just literally went through an anthology of all boy bands. I'm clearly not too cool for <laughs> boy bands. I No, but there's the, nothing no, no, about no. the Jonas brothers that intrigued me. I think I honestly it's a modern Marvel that they're famous. There's no Justin.
0: They captured that Disney crowd.
2: Yeah, it's a weird I think crowd. you're
1: just not young enough to appreciate the the Jonas Brothers like I think I wonder like if in like 10 15 years because like two of them have solo careers and have been successful but but like what are their songs but I know they are well what's his name was in that band that had that one
2: uh, you just said what's his name was in that band that sang that song Joe
1: was in the band I don't remember the band's name but the song was Cake by the Ocean oh yeah I know that song okay I didn't even know he was in that band then there's the other Jonas uh, the younger, the youngest one Nick Jonas yeah Nick Jonas who
2: the only thing I know has about a solo him,
1: career. He's got all songs on the radio.
2: I don't even know any of his songs, but I will tell you the only thing I know about him is that I'm pretty sure I read he shocked up with Kate Hudson for a while, hmm. which I thought you know, was that's an interesting, interesting pairing. That yeah. is interesting. He is married
1: just, to a much older woman now that I'm looking it up. Who's uh, he's his married wife? To, what's her name?
2: Oh, Hold Priyanka on. Chopra? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she yeah. is
2: older.
0: Yeah. He's a stud. Didn't he date Demi Lovato for a while? Wow, he exclusively
2: at dates the older
1: Dex, huh? That's interesting.
2: Let's see, Kate Hudson. Good for him. Yeah, this is a bizarre pairing, those two. But hey, you do you. <laughs>
0: Respect. Well, I just can't right believe across. she would can go from A. Rod
2: to Nick Jonas. <laughs> can
0: you extend what is, this? What,
2: to, like, what about,
1: Does like can, to female groups like Destiny? Does Destiny's Child count? I mean, yeah. do you
2: even have to ask that question?
1: <laughs> I know, but Kelly Rowland was still successful. She had some songs.
2: Beyonce is oh, I know. the original LeBron. I mean Kelly was like, I'm gonna do, you know, a collab with Nelly. Beyonce is like, I'm gonna go on and run the entire world.
0: Fair? Fair. You should see Michelle right now. She's like offended that you would even bring that up.
2: The only I will say this, the only girl group that does not qualify that is kind of the Beatles, if you will, of girl groups is the Spice Girls. There was not one Spice Girl that trumped the oh, other. Wait. They all brought their posh own spice flavor. Posh Spice
1: wasn't the I thought. Posh what's Spice her name?
2: couldn't even sing. Wait, she which one? She literally was be like uh-huh, in the which corner. Which one is and pose. Uh,
1: is is Victoria Beckham? She's posh. Oh, she wasn't. Okay, she wasn't. Any she good. went I didn't on know to this.
2: be the most famous and have the most successful career, and obviously married David Beckham and became what she is today, and now is a fashion mogul but she was the worst voice in the entire group <laughs> hands down
0: I gotta tell you I don't have any spice girls takes and that's not me being too cool I just know the ones I don't need yeah, yeah. How, like i I couldn't tell you who's who singing oh one. My God. just how B- many of them were there five okay ginger yep baby 40.
2: sporty scary posh
1: imagine being scary spicy. yeah <laughs> or or but baby. she was you want
2: that no, they were the coolest, baby. I mean, they all were cool in their own way. That was the thing. You guys do some homework, watch Spice World. It's the Spice Girls movie. You'll get some real <laughs> no, background it's here. It's incredible. If you watch the Jonas Brothers documentary, this is going to literally be like Forrest Gump. Okay, I, this I didn't is going to be. To watch the Jonas Saving Brothers Brother documentary,
1: Ryan. I just was forced into watching the Jonas
2: Brothers. But you will be like, this is infinitely better. I mean, Spice World is iconic, but all those girls. I mean, there were some that were better than, better singers than others and others that were more popular, but they all brought their own thing. Sporty was probably one of the least popular ones, but she had one of the best voices. Same with Scary. <laughs> and I would say more girls, like when you played Spice Girls, you wanted to be posh or you wanted to be baby and sometimes Ginger, but she was racy.
0: <laughs> Ginger gets a little racy. Ginger you, was racy. You brought up Forrest Gump quickly. Very uh, polarizing movie. Good, good or bad in your mind, Michelle? Yes or no?
2: I didn't know anyone thought it was a Very bad movie. Very polarizing,
0: oh, right? Really? Yeah, Adnan like, hates that. Movie. It's like what? one
1: of the most polarizing yeah. movies no out there. No way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I oh, yeah. I
2: I think it's outstanding.
1: Yeah.
2: I had Outstanding's aggressive. I think it's outstanding. <laughs> I will repeat. <laughs> I mean, uh have you seen a movie other than Forrest Gump that chronicles a life lived more? I mean, think about all of the the incredible tentpoles of Forrest Gump's life and the lessons learned along the way. It comes full circle with Jenny and his son.
0: A lot of people would say it's kind of corny.
1: I I, listen. I'm more on your side. I just, I there are many people who do not like that
2: movie. What's their argument against Forrest Gump?
1: You have to ask him. I don't know. I'm Google. Do you know? I don't. Yeah,
2: no. I I was just gonna say a lot of people find it to be
0: a little corny. And that's why I was I was curious because I figured, you know, we got three people here with, you know, three definite different opinions on things that we might get a mix. But, yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you Whoa. guys. I, I like I like Forrest Gump. Whoa. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but
2: can I read you some headlines? Yeah, I just Googled Forrest Gump bad. Forrest Gump, 25 years later, a bad movie that gets worse. Why I hate Forrest Gump with the heat of a thousand suns. Why Forrest <laughs> Gump is a poisonous film. Whoa this is British GQ. Yeah. I mean, granted, I haven't seen it in like twenty years, but still.
0: A lot of hardcore film people really don't like Forrest
2: Gump. Hanks plays a charming man child who blunders his way through the <laughs> biggest events of the twentieth century and bores the shit out of people at bus stops. <laughs> it's a great line. It's a great
0: time. Charming man child. Maybe that can be me one day.
2: Uh let's see. When the film isn't mocking its afflicted hero, it sends him on a series of adventures so picaresque. Picturesque? No, picaresque. Hmm. There's no tea. What is this word? <laughs> you lost me at Pickerel. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it's 2019. Like there, There's there got to be already dozens, if not hundreds, of wannabe Forrest Gump think pieces out there. So feel free to go and find them yourself. But there are definitely, <laughs> like I said, there are definitely many people who just do not like the movie. You guys
2: have rocked my world with this. Yeah? I have no idea. Polarizing. Okay, cool. Picaresque is a genre of prose that depicts the adventures of a roguish but appealing hero of low class who lives by his wits in a corrupt society.
1: That's a very specific word. It so- sounds like it was made specifically for <laughs> Forrest Gump. Yeah, 100%. You know what we have to talk about, too, maybe next time? What? You know The Hills is back?
2: Oh, yeah. It I is? It. I never watched The Hills. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's surprising what? to me. I know. Trust me. I know. I never watched Laguna so you Beach. get a lot of shit for that? I, yeah. I never watched Laguna Beach. I never watched The Hills, not because I, I thought was... you
1: held every single white girl card, and now it's like, whoa! I don't even know what to think. Yeah, it doesn't no, like I'm... the Jonas Brothers. Doesn't watch The Hills.
2: I'm sneaky, not as white as you think.
0: <laughs> well, those all kind of came out around the, the same time. You know, you're busy in college. So bad. <laughs> sneaky, not as white as you
1: think. I'm sneaky, not as white as you think.
2: It's true, though. I'm not.
1: <laughs> Next time, we needed to deep dive of the Hills reunion show and Audrina getting I back love with Audrina. Justin Bobby.
2: Wait, are they back?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess so.
2: I mean, I re- so I didn't ever watch a show, but I remember people being upset that Lauren didn't go to Paris. And I remember Audrina and Justin Bobby being a saga.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a whole
2: deal. Should I go back and watch?
1: Yeah. That
0: should. would actually be really fun for our pod to do. Maybe we go episode by episode. Like every few weeks we, we do a, a check-in.
1: Like of the new one or the old one? Old one. Like a rewatch?
0: Is it? Thing? Yeah. Is it on Netflix somewhere or anything like that? I'm sure, we that could, could find that it. That could be. Maybe. Maybe we think about it.
2: All right, we do this at the end of every podcast. You know what time it is. If you haven't already, head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it preferably five stars, and leave a review like our man Nathan who says, "Thank you, five stars." Two things. Number one, I can't tell you all how much I appreciate the pod. You all do a fantastic job. Really enjoyable. Two. I'm legitimately incensed that Freeze Pops' defense for winning the mile race is that he puts his treadmill on a 3.5. I don't know who would win, but I do know Freeze Pops would finish last just based on that comment.
0: (laughs) Okay, Nathan. You know what? You're 100% right. Uh, The more and more I've sat on this and thought about it and, you know, taken a long, hard look in the mirror, I've decided, yeah, I would come in last. And I'd be proud to come in last. Or just
2: done simple math. (laughs) Based on speed.
0: <laughs> well, that too, I actually really haven't done the math thing. It's been more of like an internal, like, you know, think about it. Well, if your thing.
2: baseline is three, five, and my baseline is between a six and a seven, I'm running twice as fast as you. Oh, okay. So math.
0: Math is the factor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I look, he's right. I'd come in last. Uh, so, is there even a point of running the race?
2: Yeah. Why? Because you were very confident in yourself. (laughs) Steve still thinks he can beat me. Danny Cannell thinks Steve's going to beat me. And I really don't think it's going to happen.
0: So I can just be the guy that holds the timer, you know? I don't need to be in the race. We all know I'm coming in last.
2: No, because we need to see what your official time is. (laughs) We need to all clock in. We need to all participate. Steve comes to St. Louis, which he promised me that he was going to do when I saw him this weekend. We are going to go to a track, and we're going to get this done. All right. And it can even be an indoor track so that you guys don't complain about wind or other factors that will contribute to your loss. Indoor track,
0: okay. Yeah, we'll do an indoor indoor
2: track. track.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I guess I'm in on the race.
2: Here's another review. (laughs) title, You Can't Change the Ending, and a bunch of exclamation points, five stars. Love the show, guys. Also, the little insights into your lives alongside the regular topics are what makes the pod great. Just ask Rosillo. So the conversations at the end that aren't anything make it better. Michelle, you absolutely cannot stop saying goodnight, Boston. It just wouldn't be the same. Great job.
0: Wow. Okay. So how do you feel about this?
2: I don't know. I've, I've been really, really trying to come up with something creative and unique, and... I don't want to say goodnight, St. Louis. It just doesn't fit. I just think for the next couple weeks while we while we really take stock of this, I'll just say bye. <laughs> and then if we get more votes for Goodnight, Boston, we'll cycle it back in.
0: I mean, people don't love change, so we'll probably get pushback no matter what we sure. do. But then by the time, you know, three episodes into doing whatever the new one is, people will love that. So, like, people will eventually get over it once we change it. Um but, yeah, it needs to be the right thing. We can't force something. And if if we start doing something and it doesn't work, we can always change our minds. Right. I mean, that's that's the beauty of, of this medium. We can do what we want.
2: But Goodnight Boston was kind of a signature for us, so I understand why people may have an emotional attachment to it. I get it.
0: I mean, look, it carried me through my whole college radio career, so I understand how great of a sign-off it can be.
2: <laughs> and on that note, we'll wrap this up. We'll be back in action again next week talking about all the ridiculous things that we talk about. I think next week we're doing a cool No One Cares Power Ranking Summer Edition. Love that. And there's a lot of things that we can put on the list. We're going to whittle it down, but there's a lot that we have there. But until then, bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.